You have one new voicemail message. Message received 19th November at 3.44pm. Kia ora, unpack. How's it going? I think that New Zealanders probably feel kind of gross about what happened. Um, I think one of the worst parts is how I can imagine the culture was playing out, what's well, been sort of talked about in the different inquiries and things, I think, where um, people would question things or and the safety was like just terrible, as I understand it. And I think that's fairly typical of New Zealand. I, I've definitely worked at places where you sort of say, oh, is that like, is that safe? And it's sort of the reply you get like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's just like the way we do it here, or that's just the way it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, like it's always been like that. And that's really hard when you work somewhere and you're trying to just do something safely and you're basically shot down. And I think what happened at Pike River, this is, it's just perfectly shows how that can happen. Um, yeah, I think that's it's a pretty awful way to have seen it play out for all New Zealanders. And I think lots of Kiwis would sort of know what happened and have experienced similar things. I think also... The other thing is, like, there's a lot of weird mistrust about the whole um, trying to get in there to find recover the bodies thing and how it was really politicised. Um, the different governments, how they've, you know, it was like, nah, you definitely can't get their bodies out, we're sealing it up, and then then how Labour were like, oh, no, no, absolutely going to get people out, and then it's like, oh, no, we actually can't. And it just feels a bit weird how that was all handled, and it just it's almost like sowing the seeds of conspiracy theory sort of world that you don't really know what to believe like could they get them out can they not like what's going on and I'm just not sure how well that was handled really but yeah anyway call me back when you get this and talk soon ciao fucking floor is somebody So on the 24th of November in 2010, Facebook wasn't really popping, popping mm, like that. Yeah. There's not a lot of comments, but there are some comments. Yeah. However, because of this topic, we're going to start with a letter to the editor on the 24th of November in 2010 from New Zealand Herald. The letter says, From the 1870s, four generations of my forebears toiled as West Coast miners. My growth to manhood was within the arms of that wonderful special district, and today, as memories of amazing miners I knew so well and the nurturing that I received from such an exceptional place are vividly recalled, I humbly salute the 29 who asked no more than to toil honestly with men they loved as close mates can. They, with valor, honored those men who down through history did likewise to benefit of our nation. Coasters ask little more than to be able to do that. Coasters are a very special breed, an amazing group of people who simply love their environment and know how special it is. Coasters also staunchly love their own, and the 29, all heroes, have become an inedible part of the fabric of the coast. They will be remembered and honored there, and remain in blank. The 29 deserve no less. Kevin from Kawado. 
I mean, I'm not necessarily somebody who aligns with the belief that oh, our English rates are going down and our numeracy rates are going down. But if you want to take a look at the just wordplay, yeah. the imagination, the use just of letters to the editor versus the comment section, oh that I would agree to that. People are so poetic. Yeah. They they say the same points as we say, as we said in the last episode. People make the same points that they made in the 80s and 70s, but they are they took more time with it, they yeah. took more care with it to really get their point across. Absolutely. And you're right. This is this is general creative writing. Yeah, it is. And this is from a man in Koedo writing about minors. Yeah. You wouldn't have picked it. You really wouldn't have. But it's yeah, it really paints the picture of how important minors are to that community and how they're a different type of person. I can't even I personally don't think I know anybody who has worked in mines and just the way that they speak about them shows how similar they are to that community. Absolutely. And this is wonderful, wonderful writing by Kevin. First article we're going to look at is from New Zealand Herald. Published January 2011. Headline says, Pike River Inquest, the coroner's conclusion. Tagline, Chief Coroner Neil McLean reads out his final statement concluding that all 29 miners would have died around the time of the first blast at the Pike River Mine in November 2010. First comments from Jillian. Dear, oh dear, a lot of anger and hurt. My prayers and thoughts are still with all families and friends and the community of Greymouth, that they be satisfied with the findings. It is not about me. It is about the 29 miners who didn't make it out. Very yeah. real. Yeah, that's... I, I think we've definitely said it before, but these comments are so raw and you can feel the pain in people's typing as they yeah. wrote this out. You really can. Absolutely. And for continuity's sake as well, this article is published in January 2011, which is only a few months after yeah. the Pike River Blast. And for those who do not know New Zealand that well, the mine was 46 kilometers northeast of Greymouth. But because we have such widespread communities in Aotearoa, mm. the Greymouth mourned these deaths as if, like they were their own, you know? Yeah. Next comment from Allison. It both saddens me and disgusts me to read some of those comments. What has happened to the community spirit and heart of New Zealand Kiwis? When did economics and politics become more important than empathy and compassion to our Kiwi neighbors? I only hope the people who are lacking in empathy and respect never have to suffer the tragedy and heartbreak these families have had to endure. Shame on our government for pouring an exuberant amount of money into the Queensland flood disaster and then turning their back on their own people during a time of turmoil and need. few things here. Everything is inherently political. In some way, shape or form, politics has impacted everything. Yeah. And I also don't necessarily think that comparing disasters is fair or right or beneficial. Look, I can understand the point of view that Queensland is obviously Australia and Pike River is obviously New Zealand and the idea of we want to look after our own. In yep. general, I really align with that, but I don't think we need to compare them, right? Absolutely. And I think that Alison kind of does this comment backwards because Alison's clearly kind of sick of people bringing politics into this thing about like, you know, we need empathy and compassion, but then also just says shame on our government. And seemingly brings politics into it by complaining about the fact that we sent money to Australia for the Queensland flood disaster victims. So it's, yeah, it's a bit of a, a mixed bag, this comment. Like I can feel, I can really feel where they're coming from, yeah. where Alison is coming from in this comment, but 
everything is inherently political. And I guess at the end of the day, we always need someone to blame. Absolutely. Regardless and of whether they are the person to blame, we always need someone to blame. Exactly, exactly. Next comments from Heather. After so many days, one would have thought we slash they would know where they are. And of course, having minds in the country, plans would be in place and backup plan B through to Z. It's becoming obvious that they have no idea where they are. No idea what happened. No idea what to do. No idea who to answer the questions. No idea whatsoever. Maybe it's time to move over and let the world help. We are, after all, being watched and talked about all around the world. The last thing we need to be look like total dicks on the world stage and make a complete stuff up of this whole thing with an outcome that is not good. So we will definitely unpack this comment, but Absolutely. let's initially look at one specific snippet. Okay. Heather's biggest fear or a fear is not wanting to look like a dick on the world stage, which literally speaks to the entire ethos of this entire season. Absolutely. As a country, we care so much about our reputation on the world stage, maybe even more than other countries in the world. And I understand it, but also at this point in time, that isn't the priority. That isn't what our primary concern is. It is the reason for this entire season, but you're absolutely right, once again, looking backwards, that we are worried about what other people think of us before we even begin to think what's going on at home. Yeah. And Heather also kind of points out in the comment, plans should be in place from like plan B to Z. You're absolutely right. We've had minds in this country yeah. for now centuries. Yeah. And health and safety protocols should have predicted anything mm. and been ready for anything to happen in that mind. And to the question of how we looked on the world stage. Did you know that there's a BBC comment thread that actually claims and has actual examples that New Zealand is bad at rescuing people? Re that is such a niche thing to be bad at. But I know. it kind of makes sense when you realize that New Zealand has some of the worst rates of workplace safety yep. in the world or in the quote-unquote Western world, however you would like to describe it. So the fact that apparently we are bad at saving people that kind of does align with that thinking. Absolutely. Rest in peace, sweep in. June 17th, 1989 to November 19th, 2010. X, X, X. Sobering. Yeah. Very, very sobering. While there are, are like, you know, arguments in the comments about who, what, when, where, and all these sort of political jabs, Tracy is beginning to mourn Ben. Now she's referencing Benjamin Rockhouse, one of the trap miners. Ben's brother, Daniel, survived the blast. Uh, he was able to escape the mine just in time. He was one of the two um, that were just on the outskirts of the mine, so they didn't actually get hit by the initial explosion. Um, and we're not sure how Tracy is related. Um, but Sonia, Benjamin's mother, went on record to say in an interview, he came into this world with a bang, and he left this world with a bang. Which, if you ask me, is... I think that's only the type of thing that someone's family member could say. I was that's about to say. That's only the type of thing that someone's family member could say. Yeah. Because also, if anybody else laughs, exactly, you're in trouble. But we, it's... Yeah. Uh, I want to go on record and say that that is exactly what she said, by the way. That is not us paraphrasing. <laughs> that is not us saying anything else other than what she said. And you're yeah. right. Like, that's his mum. Yeah. You, can, you have the rights to say that. Absolutely. And I feel like this really kind of shows the grieving process as well, right? They're yeah. like, okay, they've, they've, they've grieved him. And they're kind of at that point now where they can kind of just say that. Yeah. Because what a legacy to leave. Next article we're going to look at is from the BBC. 
Published November 2020. Headline says, Pike River, the 29 coal miners who never came home. Tagline says, Strong-minded Joseph, 17, was the youngest person to die inside the mine, which collapsed after a series of explosions. First comments from Ananya. Rest in peace to these poor souls and my sincere condolences to their families. But looking at the picture, I can't help but think coal mining industry could sure use some female representation. Where are all the feminists when you need them? That last sentence. Yeah. Is that a bit of a jab That's at a, feminists? It, it feels like a bit of a jab. I, uh, feminists be copping a lot of jabs in conversations. They just bl- they're just chilling, doing their thing, yeah. trying to get equal rights. We love you. We stand you. And then it's just like, oh, cheeky bump. Yeah, cheeky bump. Also, they don't tag them. They're just like, we're well, all the feminists. What are feminist. you going to tag? I don't know. Put a, bu- put a name on the bullet, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if you're just going to throw a shot, bring someone to the conversation. Yeah, but it's, this is, I mean, look, Ananya, you are probably correct. Right. It just seems like weird timing. Yes. Like there's a time and a place for all conversations. Yep. I don't know whether this is the best time for this conversation. Look, maybe it is because I don't know when else mining is really in the press like that, but I don't know. You know what, though? You are, you've hit a point, which I don't think we've actually talked about yet either. This comment is from the BBC. Ananya is reading this, but they do not know the vibe in New yeah, Zealand right now. Yeah, true. They don't. They, they don't know. Missed, They've not, they missed the vibe check. There's no they, temp check there. Yeah. There is no temp check there. This is not the time to talk about female representation or feminism or anything like that. No, 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 no. People no. died. People died. And 29 working men died in a mine. Yeah. The, there's there's no room for this right now. Also, this was a very popular comment in the BBC comments. Oh, section. really? Yeah, a lot of people were like, "Yeah, where is the diversity? Not just in women, but also in black people." Mm. New Zealand ain't really had black people like that. We ain't that pop. Nah, nah, we're not that popping to go in mines. First of all, second of all, there's like ten of us here. <laughs> exactly. Third of all, it's in Greymouth, right? There are not many black people in the, the South Of course Island. they're going to be white. No, yeah. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> We're good with that. Don't just bring in diversity and inclusion for no reason. Yeah, but, but what's the like? What's the history of mining in Britain? Is there anything around that and diversity? Well, in terms of diversity in the mining industry, I'm going to give you a solid no. Um, <laughs> but there is a report that said that they scored about 8% in diversity and inclusion. Mm. Um, and what that means, by the way, for people that are not sure, like, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I actually don't know what it means. 8%, yeah, what? 8% is, first of all, a fail. But they grade you on how well your workplace can actually, you know, be accessible to people. Oh, okay. Just with different needs, yeah. but also different genders, different races, things like yeah. that. And if you score an 8%, I actually That's just... bad. I don't man. know what's going on That's there. That's so bad. Like, because there's little things that you do, like, okay, yeah, there's a water cooler here. Yeah. That probably gets you 10%. <laughs> that probably gets you level things, yeah. Next comments from Adam. The owner of the mining company never missed a meal. Damn. Oh. Damn. Oh, we getting into it now. Yeah. We getting into it now. Yeah. New Zealand Oil and Gas owned Pike River Mine. And this comment is poetic, man. It's very poetic because this is what mining's about. Most physical labor, like in New Zealand, like, you know, sparkies, builders, fencers, panel beaters, they pay quite well. Yeah. But the work is either non consistent, risky, or both. And the history of the mining profession speaks to many destitute communities in like England, Australia, America, digging for coal, gold, and other minerals day and night. Now, 
we sit here and do a podcast. You don't really need a degree to do a podcast. No. But it's not physical labor. Yeah. Most miners also don't need a degree to get into the job, but you need to have a good back. That's what that's the joke around mining. I've searched many mining forums. It's essentially this is the whole thing. It's like for bakers and miners, the the job will take your back away. Oh, so you need to have a good one to sell. Oh, yeah, because it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Get you. If you if you have a bad back already, there's no it's point getting into tough. it. Tough. Yeah. But really poetic of Adam to say this, like you know, the miners are probably just trying to put food on the table, but we can guarantee the owners and the stakeholders of New Zealand Gas and Oil definitely ate that night. They did. Next comment's from Maximus. Ooh, that's a nice name. That's a nice Maximus, little name. Maximus, that's a nice name. I don't know if it's your real name, but that's a nice name. <laughs> little Facebook thing, huh? <laughs> In a modern society, you don't wipe out 29 men and just walk away, he told the BBC. Enough said. So was that, so that was a quote. That's a quote. Yeah, so there's quotation qu- marks around that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the Joseph Dunbar's father told the BBC that. Now, Joseph Dunbar was a 17-year-old that was the victim in the mines. Mm. Um and when his father mentions you don't just walk away, yeah, who walked away? So the Crown Investigation Report has an interesting answer to not only why the blast happened, but who is at fault. Oh, this is not going to be good. Whatever it is, it's not going to be good. Let's unpack this. Yeah. An insurance risk survey received in July 2010 identified serious concerns about the hazards posed by hydro mining wind blast, and a gas explosion, and urged the need for a comprehensive risk assessment of the mining operation. That sounds standard, That right? sounds great. That sounds love great. It. This is good. Neither the board nor its committee saw the report. Ooh. They didn't even look at it, Tabby. Ooh. They didn't even look. You imagine doing, like, paying for a risk survey. And then not even looking and at just, it. And nope. And, like, I wonder if it was, like, intentional, we're not going to look at it. Or it was an email that I just, maybe I'm looking to positively. And that, yeah. Don't worry, there's more. There's oh. more. So the next section says, The mine manager attended a board meeting four days before the explosion and told the directors that gas management was more a nuisance and daily operational consideration than a significant problem or barrier to operations. Bruh. The board was not well placed to assess this assurance. Okay, I was looking through rose-tinted glasses last time. This is not good. This is terrible. A nuisance. I mean, a nuisance, yes, but something you need to deal with. Four days before the explosion. Yeah. A more daily operational consideration. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's continue. The board did not verify that effective systems were in place and that risk management was effective, nor did it properly hold management to account but instead assume that managers would draw the board's attention to any major operational problems. The board did not provide effective health and safety leadership and protect the workforce from harm. It was distracted by the financial and production pressures that confronted the company. I mean, we definitely read this before, right? Where the focus has not been safety or the workers, it's been finances. Yep. It's been the money, the yep. revenue, the profit margins, keeping the business afloat. And it's a real shame that this happened at the cost of the lives of many people. We'll be right back after an ad break. Unpack can't exist without you. For two plus years, Kai and I have recorded in his flat, my mum's office, my mum's old flat, and my dungeon-like friend's flat. Honestly, anywhere. We love what we do, but it isn't consistent or sustainable without the support of our patrons. For a few dollars a month, you can gain access to this. 
It's the idea that in getting married, the bride-to-be is shackling him and stealing him from the quote-unquote lads. Trapping him in a life of Thursday night missionary, Friday night book club, and Saturday brunch with the mother-in-law. This is the people need to know. Okay. They listen and love letters part one. Whoa. They need to know. So what happened with you two? Wow. <laughs> like, what happened to you two? Yo, why are you just dropping me in on this? So you sent, the, you dropped the letter off, yeah. right? Uh-huh. You were talking during the day or whatever. Uh-huh. They received the love letter. Yes. I presume they read it. Who knows? Correct. What happens next? Okay, first of all. And this bonus content. I'm leaving the world a better place than it was before. So uh-huh. what does legacy actually mean to you in that context? Mum always told me not answer a question with a question. But before I answer that, I do, <laughs> I do, I do have to ask you a question. Is also like what, like if if you were just gonna open a dictionary right now, or like one sentence to define legacy, what do you think? Like, what do you think? Like the the master definition is love legacy. With those funds, we've been able to launch Coalesce, our storytelling company, at Coalesce and on Instagram, and PhD Unpacked, where we make long, drawn-out academic research more accessible and more consumable for y'all, at PhD Unpacked on Instagram. But hold on, pump the brakes. You don't have any spare dollars with the cost of living crisis? Hey, less. I got you. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Sharing Unpacked with a friend always has been and always will be the best way to support a pod. Share our content on social media, tell your auntie about it, listen to it at night with your significant other. Actually, that might be kind of weird if talking about whataboutisms and confirmation biases doesn't get you going like it does to me. But look, I gotta get back to my day job. (laughs) Um, Enjoy the rest of the episode. Next article from News Hub. Published June 2017. Headline says, Several bodies intact in Pike River Mine. Tagline says, Breaking. The wife of a Pike victim says new video footage shows up to six bodies in the mine. First comments from Carmen. I can't believe the attitude of Bill English. So according to him, the footage is nothing new. Does this mean they've known all this time where some of the bodies are and in what condition they're in? I'm gobsmacked. Yikes. This is not good. No, not good at all. Also, gobsmacked, great word. (laughs) Fantastic word to use. You really feel it when someone says they're gobsmacked. Yeah, he's like, oh, no, you must be shocked. Yeah. In response to this part of the comment about Bill English, he he was the prime minister at this time. Oh, okay, yeah. Carmen gets angry at the fact that he's not shocked or gobsmacked, uh, and the footage is nothing new. Now, I feel like this is a conversation that we need to have of what's worse, politicians not being privy to the information before the public, or they are privy and they keep it to themselves for a few months before the public knows. Oh, I think probably B. B? There's no right or wrong they're, answer, they're by the way. They're both bad. They're, they're, they're both losses. I'm normally the one doing beyond the comment. I don't <laughs> like being on the other side of the table. I think B. Yeah, look, there's like both are wrong answers. But I mean, man. A it's, just speaks to systemic issues of like, I we really think this is an issue that the, that the prime minister should be across. But yeah, I think B is. I mean, they're both horrible. They're both horrible. And I think that we, we've, we've gone through topics this season for sure where you're like, politicians should definitely know about this. Yeah. And I think the further we get into this comment section, we're kind of figuring out that politicians knew so soon yeah and all of this stuff was given that okay people may have died on impact yeah there may be bodies here yeah but we still didn't go in Mm. and i feel like that's really really the problem and the fact that bill english is probably like yeah i knew that 
Probably not a good look, though. No, no. Next comment's from Jared. This has been a cover-up from the start. John Ponytail Puller Key lied to everyone. Boss. That's boss. That's boss. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's boss. The JPPK, huh? <laughs> These families had suffered enough, and now to find out their own government would knowingly lie to them and withhold this from them will be devastating for them. Time to make those decision makers accountable of what has been corruption from the top down. Now, first of all, on the internet, everyone loves a cover-up or yeah, a conspiracy, right? I do. It's spicy. It's if, we were, if we were going to do another podcast, it would be on cover-ups and conspiracies. 100%. Now, I would love to say that this isn't a conspiracy and prove it to you with some quotes from the article, but the article has since been taken down. Oh, I see. Yeah. And this often happens, you know, with things that people are grieving over, you know, open cases, situations where we're not actually sure what's going on still. Mm. Essentially, the only conspiracy that could possibly be taking place, hypothetically, is if it were safe enough to go into the mine to retrieve the bodies and find out the causes of death. That is kind of the biggest conspiracy on the internet of that's why they don't want to go in. Yeah. And if that's why the government has been hiding that for so long, you kind of have to ask yourself what role New Zealand oil and gas plays in that. Yeah, that's a very scary prospect and it would really make me think of any other situation similar to this where the, the government have said our hands are tied, we can't go in or we can't do something. Who's really pulling the strings behind the scenes? But this is also in the context of the death of many people's lives. So mm. I don't necessarily want to give uh, give air to conspiracy theories that kind of disrespect that. Totally fair. Next comment from Jeffrey. The mind blew up. People perished and a rescue was too dangerous. That's what happens sometimes when you work underground. Why do people believe the idea that there is some grand conspiracy going on and people have blood on their hands? So the main focus as to why people have blood on their hands, Jeffrey, is for two reasons. Yeah. First of all, health and safety, of which there were three prosecutions and the reason people were mining. The reason people were mining was for coal. And as you can imagine, some environmentalist groups made a few jabs. Yeah, they would not have been fans. Absolutely. A quote from the article is, Disasters like Pike River seem to be directly towards the need to better regulate the activities of corporate managers and to create a stronger safety culture around workplace environments. Corporate manslaughter ought to be considered together with other regulatory mechanisms as means of better protecting employees and members of the public from corporate negligence and unsafe practices. Corporate manslaughter is exactly what this is. Yeah. And I mean, as you laid out before, they had received reports saying this is dangerous four days before the mine actually exploded. So corporate manslaughter would probably be the accurate depiction of what has happened. Next comments from Michael. Okay, so according to this report, the video first reported on Sunday includes footage of intact bodies, which was just a month after the disaster back in 2010. However, as anyone with a rational mind knows, unless actively preserved, the human body eventually decays and breaks down. And given that it has been six and a half years since the disaster, you would have to be living with a delusion to think the bodies are still intact to today, in 2017. So even presuming those bodies were not incinerated in the fire... The notion they are still in good enough condition to be recovered is far-fetched and undermines any suggestion of recovering them. It would make the recovery of the bodies even more difficult, which in turn makes re-entry even more dangerous and hence less justifiable. 
We are reading out some long comments right now. Yeah, Michael did really break it down, and I think at the point in time, and still to this day, that is the consensus of professionals that were working on the site. Yeah. Even though going in and trying to get the bodies for the families would be closure, after six or seven years of inaction, it makes it hard to believe that they can be recovered. That's the popular narrative. However, if history teaches us anything, it's that no matter what, we can find a trace. And at the point of losing a loved one, as Michael said, you know, this might be a delusion that you think the bodies are intact. Anything is good enough. Yeah, exactly. Last article is from News Hub, published August 2022. Headline says, we were lied to. Tagline says, Families of the Pike River mine victims say they were lied to by authorities when they should have been told the truth that their men had died in the mine straight away. The families have helped rewrite guidelines for officials to better support survivors and their families in future tragedies. First comments from Aaron. I'd like to give my brother the farewell he deserves. I'd also like the real conditions at which these men put up with and also complained about and the real story of how bad it was to be uncovered and justice prevailing to them and our future of working conditions. Rest in peace, Danny Herc. Not a day I don't think about you and how you battled conditions to feed and look after your family. Till we meet again, bro. This really takes into the mind of someone who's mourning the loss. And when you contrast this with the previous comment about, hey, after six or seven years, it wouldn't make sense. These people just want to give their family members the farewell they deserve. After 12 years. Yeah. After 12 years. Yeah. That's the nuts part. It's, it's, it's seeing comments like these that we started off the episode with a very similar comment from 2011 mm. of somebody just wanting to grieve and actually give their person yeah. you know, the, the, the proper send-off. And Aaron's doing the same thing. Danny Herc, another victim. And I think this really knuckles down on the neglect shown by the company. Mm. In order to put food on the table, we should all be given a safe working environment. We sit here and do a podcast. Yeah, We look at the earthquake proneness of every building we walk into and any building that we have writers into and everything like that. And we have a podcast, Abby. Yeah, and I think to also to also credit Aaron as well, even though and within the pain that they have for the situation, Aaron also wants to uncover what conditions were they actually working in. I mean, as you said in the article, and in the article they talked about how families of the victims actually helped to write guidelines on how to help and support further victims. And I think that in a time of pain, to be able to be selfless and try and improve it for others – is beautiful. Next comment from Tony. That's if they're really in there. You know how we talked before about the conspiracy. Oh, the, yep. uh, this yep. is uh, this, yep. yeah. This Pain. is what it does. Pain. This is exactly this is the what internet. it does. This is fundamentally the internet. This is where we're at. Yeah. I I need to stop having so much hope in the internet <laughs> because we are just looking at we look at it with rose tinted glasses when we need to look at them through unpacked tinted glasses. Oh yeah. Oh, we need some of those. Actually. Yeah, coming soon. But this is what continuous covering up and lying does. Yeah. The situation that we've seen 12 years ago of we'll go in. We'll go in. We'll get the bodies. We don't know how they died. We don't know if they're still alive. We've seen conspiracies like this trickle its way down the years, and here we are at its peak. People beginning to question whether or not the story they once believed has any validity to it. And not only is this offensive to the families that are grieving, but offensive to the records of history. Yeah. Yeah. Next comment from Nay. 
Still cleaning up John Key old situations. Should have been straight up. Would have been more respectful to the families. Yeah, the age-old question around transparency mm. and whatever motives John Key may have had in that situation to not be straight up. And we can't speak to those because we don't know what was going on, but I think I agree with this comment. Absolutely. And you're right. We have no idea what's going on. As we usually do with Unpack, we go through portfolios, we go through letters, we go through a lot to just get a firm understanding of how a situation started and ended. Yeah. The Pike River Mine is so redacted. Mm. There are so many things that we actually have no idea when the dates were, who said this, who cleared this. And it's kind of clear that somebody's gone through and wiped some stuff. Yeah. And this is also classic politics. There are certain events and situations you can tick over and over until you're in office. It's kind of like having a rug over like a moldy stain in your carpet <laughs> and then just moving out. Yeah. Someone's going to have to deal with that. Yeah. And it, it was Bill English, by the way. <laughs> Next comments from Lisa. Both governments made promises they couldn't keep. Realistically, the mine can't be re-entered. Only difference is Labor spent $35 million to come to that conclusion. Yeah, because I think at the time as well, people were calling on the different governments that were going to be in office. Like, is this something you are going to do? This has been a conversation ongoing for a number of years. Absolutely. And the, the total number is not $35 million. It is $47. Oof. But let's set the facts straight. Let's not attribute it to a political party. Let's attribute it to the New Zealand government. Yeah. Because do not for a second think that National, the Labour Party, Greens, ACT, or even the Māori Party would have done anything differently for how that money was spent. This was a national tragedy, not a political tug of war. Fucking floor to somebody. One new voicemail message. Message received today at 1.15am. Kia ora unpack, long time no see. Um, I think New Zealanders are embarrassed and ashamed to talk about this subject because depending on where you come from, you've either experienced this yourself um, in your own life or you know someone who experienced this and when they told you about it or when you saw this happening, you didn't take the right steps to help them. Because at the 